MDN TV, the podcast. Be abreast with now. Never miss a thing with MDN TV, the podcast. We love to keep you in the present with diverse goodies from secular and non secular subjects of global interest. Join us. Grab more from these series. Listen to our podcasts. The undeniable choice. Yes, it's sundown. The day has just begun. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Yes. <laughs> this is MDN shows running with the times only on MDN TV, the podcast. And I am major daughter. Look, I'm so excited today and I'll tell you why. If you're ready to be a superhero, why not jump in right away? Tell everybody we are live is happening now. Jump in, send your comments, your questions. Whatever, engage with us because my guest today is going to help all of us become superheroes in our places of work, you know, in our organizations, our companies, anywhere, anywhere you are, NPO, NGO, it doesn't matter. You know, MDN Shows has pitched its tent away from traditional grounds to just reach you. Come on, tell everybody it's happening right now. Alicia Buckler-Pierre is my my guest and momentarily she will be taking over this mic right after this mdn talk radio the mic swings to you at mdn talk radio the conversation is upbeat with life enhancing chats moderated by personalities that matter exclusive conversations to keep our radio community interactive is with you now log on from the comfort of your couch or take us along in your palm as you go Hear us. The undeniable choice. Yes, the undeniable choice for today is Alicia. I'm so excited. Well, as you know, it's our culture to let our guests introduce themselves, but we are so grateful to you, Alicia. Buckler-Pierre for joining us, for giving us your time. Well, the world waits for your wisdom. Alicia, the mic swings to you. I must say, that is the most enthusiastic introduction I have ever had in my life. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Hello, everyone out there listening right now. I'm Alicia. I am in Atlanta, Georgia, in the U.S. So that's the southeastern part of the U.S. I'm originally from, as some of you may have heard of it, uh, the state of Louisiana in the U.S., also in the southern part of the country, uh, from Baton Rouge, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So Major Daughter and I were, were joking about the pronunciation of my last name. Yes. So Louisiana was a, was a French colony, right, in the U.S. So um, lots of black people there with French names. Uh, <laughs> but I, I specialize in creating business infrastructure for fast-growing small businesses. And I've been doing this through my company for the past 17 years, which is so hard to believe because the time has flown by. And what that means is I actually help these fast-growing companies call the chaos that can come with unmanageable fast growth. And business infrastructure is a system for linking the people, the processes, 
and all of the tools and technologies that are needed to run your business on a day-to-day basis, linking all of those elements together so that you have a foundation upon which you can continue to not just grow, but actually scale your business if that's what you choose to do. And grow and scale in a profitable, sustainable, and repeatable way. How many times have we heard of businesses that fail because they don't have enough customers? Yeah. But the conversation, yeah, the conversation we almost never have is, what about businesses that fail because they have too many customers? Yes, yes. That's, well, that's what I specialize in. When they are overtaken by the by the growth, but before we even get into the meat of this business infrastructure, what has just come to my mind is this: How did you first of all get started yourself? Because I'm thinking nobody has ever, you know, no people hardly ever talk about uh, business growth that has overtaken companies. We hear about lack, not abundance. Alicia, Alicia, yes. sorry. Oh no, no problem at all. Um, and thank you for that question. The reason, the reason I got started in this is it wasn't, it wasn't as though it was planned. I wish I could tell you that it was, but that's not usually how things work in business anyway, right? Yes, yes. My career actually started as, I was working as a chemical engineer major daughter, believe it or not, and chemical engineers, a lot of us work as what they call process engineers. And so what that means is whenever I was, I was working in different oil refineries and chemical plants, and what happens is whenever you are producing, let's say, a, a you're refining oil into gasoline or fuel, petrol. What happens is if there is a particular batch of whatever it is that you are producing, if for some reason it does not meet certain specifications or certain parameters, you as or I as the process engineer had to figure out what went wrong in the process of producing that particular batch to cause it to not meet that specification. And I knew I didn't want to do that. I, you know, working in those refineries is is hell, to be honest with you. It's, it's mm. hot. It's, it's uh, you know, it's male-dominated. There, there's a whole host of reasons, and that's a, a completely different podcast. But suffice it to say, <laughs> one thing that I took away from those experiences that I will treasure forever is just understanding the importance of things flowing. Yes. So I went from looking at how chemicals flow through pipelines and transfer that knowledge to, well, how does work and information flow throughout businesses? Hmm. And the missing element oftentimes is processes, believe it or not. There's a lot of conversation to, to kind of point out what you were just saying, Major Daughter. There's conversations about all kinds of things about how to help us grow in business a lot of times those conversations tend to center on the sales and the marketing and the branding, the PR, the publicity, the media. And we all of those things are definitely important. Exactly. Those help attract, mm-hmm, those help attract business to us or customers to our front door or to our websites. But what happens when you've done such a good job of attracting customers to your business 
And now you have a different problem. You can't service those customers. Yes. You can't produce. Yeah, you can't. You, you may have gone from having to place 10 orders per day to 100. Do you have the people? Do you have the processes in place? Do you have the right equipment? Do you have the right workspace? Do you need a bigger space in which to, in which to be able to process those orders? So that's what we're talking about. It's that operations piece that unfortunately is, is not talked about as much with smaller companies. And that's why I'm so grateful to you for having me on your show so that I can share this type of information with your listeners. Well, well, we are grateful to you. Thank you very much. Let me tell you, funny enough, nobody ever plans for the explosion, you know, when the business explodes. And you're not ready for that hundred others you're talking about. You, you don't plan for that. It, funny enough, we never, we never even look, um, look out for conversations around what happens when the business growth overtakes us. You know, it's always about lack of customers, lack of this, the PR, the marketing and all that. But you, you just reinvented yourself from being a chemical engineer to to just this um brilliant undeniable choice of the now on business infrastructure my question to you is this <laughs> pardon me for being so for going all the way is because I want to know, and I believe our listeners will love to know, what inspired you to go for this dream? Alicia? Oh, yes. <laughs> I think it was, it was several things, to be honest with you. One, I think it starts with, I, I recognized very early in my, my career as a young engineer that I didn't understand the language of business. Mm. I didn't understand accounting. Wow. And it wasn't until I went back to school, I went to graduate school, and one of my accounting professors said that accounting is the language of business. Wow. And you know what, Major Daughter? I was, I was not fluent in that language at all. And I didn't understand how things that take place in the market, in the marketplace, how that affects the way, the, how it affects your business. So, for example, I remember when I was working as an engineer at my very first job, one day we may be told to run at full capacity. The next day we could be told to reduce production by 50%. And then the day after that we might be asked to shut down altogether. It just seemed erratic. It seemed mad. <laughs> you know, hmm. Why? And I didn't understand that it was because the business, things would expand or contract based on customer demand. Yes. And this kind of circles back to what you were just saying. What happens when customers say, well, I, I don't want this anymore, or I don't want this right now. Well, you can't, you can't keep producing things that people don't want. You'll go out of business very quickly. But on the other hand, when things start to expand, when customer demand starts to increase, and, and to your point, you're now running the risk of the, the demand overtaking 
the growth overtaking the business itself, you have to be able to to have that ability to expand and contract based on customer demand. I didn't understand that connection. Mm. So I decided to go back to uh, graduate school. I pursued a degree in business. And when I, once I completed my studies, once I completed university, and I was still working full time during the day and, and going to school at night, and I thought, you know, I want to go work at Coca Cola. <laughs> <laughs> sure, you do. <laughs> wow. And I'll tell you why. Because when I was in business school, in all of my marketing classes, we learned about Coca Cola and how good they are at yeah. advertising. Yeah. And when I thought about them as a company, I said, okay, well, they actually make the beverages. But they also there's also the marketing and the advertising, you know, all the sales things that go along with it. And they're headquartered where I live now, which is Atlanta, Georgia. And so I decided very abruptly to quit my job, major daughter, hmm. when I was working in uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. And I quit my job. I sold my house and I relocated. To Atlanta, from New Orleans, Louisiana, to Atlanta, Georgia, where I only knew one person at the time. Hmm. Biz- I was, big business I, decision, big one. Exactly. I left. I left behind a, a life of comfort and a life of ease to hmm. venture into the unknown, and it was it was scary, and it was there were so many people who questioned my sanity at the time. Yeah. But I have to tell you, it's one of the best things I could have ever done. And when I once I arrived in Atlanta, I I started applying to work at Coca Cola. <laughs> <laughs> so you were actually serious at this Coca Cola gym? My serious about this, and wow, and I wanted them, but they did not want me. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And, uh, Atlanta, Atlanta also has um, a very large corporate presence of other companies that you know, large companies here that that have that are actually headquartered here. And so I just saw Atlanta as this land of milk and honey. And hmm. after about two months of, of looking for a job, working for someone else, I decided. You know what? For the same amount of time, effort, and energy that I'm spending looking for a job, why don't I redirect that same time, effort, and energy into creating an opportunity for myself? Yes, exactly. And that is how. Yeah, that is how Equilibria came to be. And I, what I love the most about being a business owner is that I can take all of my skills. And blend them together into a business that doesn't limit me or constrict me to doing only one thing, because that's what was happening when I was working as an engineer. You only do one thing. You're you're, you're not always allowed to to showcase what some of your other skills and talents are, because usually you are working in a silo. And you are told to do that one thing and do that one thing very well. But when you own your own business, 
as you know, Major Daughter, you you are stretched in ways that you probably would never be stretched yes. if you worked for someone else. And so that's that is the story of how Equilibria came to be. Um, at first, I I used to refer to what I did as organizing that hmm. I would go in and organize businesses. But I remember working with a consultant years ago, a marketing consultant, and she said, this is business infrastructure. This is this is more than just tidying up and making things look pretty. You're actually putting in systems and processes so that so that people their or their operations can remain orderly and organized. Um, so that is that is the story of how it came to be. Wow, well, you are not just a business owner. You are one of a kind. And then to all those who have just been joining us now, we just jumped in. This is one woman who moved from hard hats to high heels. Business infrastructure is what we are talking about with Alicia. Look, you are amazing. Now, some people have just joined us and they're probably thinking, what is going on? We're talking business infrastructure people when companies are overtaken by growth that they never prepared for now why does business infrastructure matter what is it and why does it matter if you can just do that for us explain for those who just coming in i'm just thinking who has ever heard of processes that matter so much alicia Yes, yes, indeed. Business infrastructure, again, it's a system for linking your people, your processes, and your tools together so that growth happens in a profitable, sustainable, and scalable way. Even if it's never your intent to scale, you still need to put that business infrastructure in place because what it will do for you is it offers you as the owner, as the leader, as the head manager, wherever you, you know, in your business, it offers you that opportunity to not have the day-to-day operations depend on your presence. It offers you a foundation upon which you can grow in a predictable way. How many times have we heard of situations when people, for whatever reason, I mean, we, we're all coming out of the pandemic, right? Yes. So, so oftentimes many people may have had people on their teams that, that contracted COVID and all of a sudden they're out for three weeks or you may go on, someone may go on holiday. Someone may just take time off just to go, you know, because they're sick. Whatever the reason. Sudden emergencies. Yes. Sudden emergencies. Life happens. Things happen. Yeah. But I want everyone who's listening to this right now, ask yourself and be honest with yourself. Ask yourself this question. If I or anyone else on my team were away for two weeks, what would happen? Mm. Would everything fall apart? Would things still continue to, to go on without me or that other person being present? And if the answer to that question is no, then you need to get business infrastructure in place. This is why processes are so important. Processes, your customers, your customers are used to having a certain experience with your products or your services. Hmm. 
what happens if all of a sudden you get on uh, on MDN TV and now you have a viral moment and now you have all of this business coming into you? Will will your product remain the same if you go hmm. from processing ten orders to one to one thousand because of that appearance on this podcast? Will you be able to produce? First of all, will you be able to deliver? Will you be able to deliver on time? And will you be? Will it be? Will the quality to- remain? Will you? Yes. Will it well, cause you to lower your standards? Yeah. That's exactly right. And so here's where my manufacturing background comes into play. Hmm. When you work in a manufacturing facility, whether you are refining oil, you're making baskets, whatever, whatever the case is. One thing manufacturing teaches you is the importance of consistent output. It has to be consistent. Have you ever had an experience, Major Daughter, where you purchased something and it it was defective? Yeah. Or yeah. It, it just wasn't what you have grown accustomed to it being? That's a problem, right? And that's Many a times. As a customer. Mm-hmm. Well, think about what happens if your customers start consistently having an inconsistent product or service from you, they're going to get angry. They're going to stop doing business with you. And we all know angry customers are much louder than happy customers. They will tell other people. They will get online. They will get on social media. (laughs) Come on, Alicia. Alicia, aren't we all? It is so easy to get canceled. So we don't want that to happen to you. So so please, for those of you listening right now, just start documenting how you do certain things in your business. And when we say documenting, it doesn't have to be anything fancy. It could be as simple as you grabbing your smartphone and just recording yourself detailing the steps of how you do a certain thing in your business. Yes. And making sure the idea is to get as much information out of your head and out of everyone else who's on your team. Get that information out of your heads and onto paper. Or if it's not on paper, onto you know some digital platform where you can store all of this information. That way, as your business keeps growing and as that customer demand for your products and services keeps growing, you and you have to go and hire more people. Those people will know exactly what to do and how to do it. That's what business infrastructure can offer your company. Hmm. <laughs> Aren't we all? I, I'm, I'm taking you back. You say angry customers are louder and loud. Aren't we all louder? <laughs> they than... are, aren't they? I mean, think about it. Yes. Bad news always travels faster than good news. Very, very true. So we don't want our cost, our our companies to be um, overcome by bad news. We want good news, right? And one of the ways to um, attain that is uh, uh, you giving us um, or recommending uh, tools that can help um Small businesses digitize their operations. I mean, you, you, you've, you, you've been taking a step by step on processes now, but what are some of the tools that you recommend to help small businesses, medium businesses digitize their operations, especially in the days of 
crisis like now, Alicia? Absolutely. I'm, and I'm so glad you, you asked, asked me to talk about this because I love sharing the resources that I use, my team and I. Hmm. Have you heard of no- Notion, Major Daughter? Have you heard of Notion? No. Tell me about it. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe our, 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 our audience probably never heard yes. anything about. Yes. Okay. Notion.so. That's the website. Notion.so. So N-O-T-I-O-N dot S-O. All right. It is a cloud-based. All, it's, it's considered to be an all-in-one workspace. And let me explain what that means. It is it is cloud-based, meaning you can access it from any type of yes. device. So whether you have a tablet, a laptop, or a, even your phone, a mobile phone, mobile phone, you can access Notion. It allows you to store your processes. You can store all types of images, picture files that you might have. Hmm. We actually have our CRM, our customer relationship management database. So, for example, the fact that I am speaking with you today, all of that information has been cataloged in Notion in a special database that we have for every media appearance that I make. Wow. And we have all of your contact information. We have your name. We have your email address. We have your website. We're also going to have notes. We're going to have a link to the the interview once this interview goes live. All of that information is right there in Notion. And the beautiful thing about it is that it's visual. And I, I I'm going to try to do my best to explain what I mean when I say that. Hmm. Unlike using Dropbox or Google Drive, which are great because you can you can put your files there. Which is what we are familiar to, yes. Okay, okay. So here's here's what makes Notion different. Notion actually allows you. So let's say you upload a PDF. You, you create one of your processes. You have your different steps for producing this podcast, okay? You have your podcast production process. And you type out all of those steps from beginning to end, You convert it to a PDF, and you might put that in Google Drive. Yes. Well, Notion is going to say, okay, well, you can certainly upload that PDF here, but do you want to make that visual? In other words, do you want to create a thumbnail image of that PDF? Wow. That way, as people quickly, as other people on your team quickly scan a particular page in Notion, they can quickly and very easily see exactly what each file contains. So even if you have different images, if you have PDF documents, you can also import your Google, if you have a Google Doc or if you have a Google Sheet where you have different people collaborating in real time on certain documents that you might have in Google, you can actually import that into Notion. You can also import Slack. My team and I, we use Slack. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That's the only way we communicate. We don't do email because our emails get so clogged. Um, you know, Major Daughter, I'm sure you get spammed quite a bit. Definitely. <laughs> yes. So, so to, avoid, to avoid accidentally missing an email, we just use Slack. Hmm. And you can create a free account with Slack. And wow. the beautiful thing about Slack is that you have these different channels. So you might have a channel just for podcasts. 
and everything that has to do with podcasting, you invite whoever you want to participate in that channel, and you all can have conversations only as it pertains to podcast-related activities. You might have another channel in Slack called, I don't know, Team Announcements. And these mm. are just things that you want everyone on your team to know on a day-to-day basis. Yes. Um, so those are two powerful tools that my team uses. Uh, another way, <clears throat> another tool that we use is Designer. Designer.io. Yes. That is a transcription tool. Wow. So a lot of times <laughs> when people people dread documenting processes because the thought of having to sit down and type out everything you do, um, most people would rather watch grass grow. <laughs> wow, definitely. <laughs> they don't want to do it. They don't want to do it. Um, so why don't you consider doing this? So remember how we talked about before, you can, you can use a simple audio recording tool that's probably already on your smartphone. You can use Google Voice to record your, your audio. These are all free tools, by the way. Yes. Just record yourself saying, you know what, Major Daughter? If you want to know how I, how I scramble eggs, this is what I do. Step one, I I get three eggs and I crack them open and then, you know, and I just go through all of the steps and I'm just verbalizing this, right? Well, I can then save that audio file. I can upload it into Designer and that's spelled, I believe it's D-E-S-I-G-N-R-R dot I-O, Designer dot I-O. I upload it to Designer. And then designer is going to create that transcript for me. And it does, it's, it's AI technology, so it doesn't always get it 100% correct. Yeah, of but course. I tell you what, it's pretty darn close. Especially hmm. if you speak loudly and clearly, you can get that transcript. And then all you have to do is rather than typing it out from scratch, you can just go in and make the necessary updates and corrections. So that's another quick tool. Another very effective tool is using video. A lot of times, uh, you know, you can use things like Zoom. You can use Loom to record very short videos showing other people on your team how to do something, for example, in a particular software. So let's say, let's let's use Slack again as an example. If you want to show people who are new to your team, this is how, you, how we use Slack. You can c- create a quick five-minute video using something like Loom, L-O-O-M, or Zoom. Just record mm. that video, and now you have your process. That is your process, and, and it's visual so people can actually see it. And going back to Notion, you can then take that video file that you've it in Zoom or Loom, and you can import it. Actually, I'm sorry, there's another step. You can upload it to YouTube, mark it as an unlisted video. That way, only people who have a link can ever view that video. It wouldn't be public, but you still have the benefit of hosting it and uploading it for free on YouTube. Uh, and then you would import that YouTube video directly into Notion. Hmm. This so is one. You have... <laughs> <laughs> no, go on, go on. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, even though you have these different tools that you're using to create these processes, 
Notion would be the one place that your entire team would always know to go to to see anything that they need in order to do their jobs. Mm. That's the benefit of Notion. And it is incredibly inexpensive. Unfortunately, they don't do a great job at marketing themselves, but it is a global organization. I, I attend there. They have a free virtual conference that they do. And there are people from around the world on there. Yeah. They, we, we all love it. So I'm telling you, if you don't do anything else, check out Notion. <laughs> sign up for a free trial. And when you see how it, it, it is a slight learning curve. I'm, I'm not going, I'm going to be very honest with you, but it's like anything else that you do in life. You didn't, we didn't come out of the womb walking, right? We had to take, we had to crawl and then we eventually take baby steps and eventually we learn how to walk. Same thing with riding a bike. You have to keep practicing. And if you just do a little bit each day and just start taking information from all of these places that you have, you know, Google Drive, your, your, the, your, the desktop on your, you know, the, the hard drive, excuse me, on your laptop, wherever you have all of this documentation, take all of that and put it in this one place and start inviting people so that they can have access also. Yeah, sure. Those are the uh, tools, recommended tools that will help you digitize your operations. One of the ways MDN TV, the podcast, helping you stay abreast with now. We'll be right back. MDN TV, the podcast. Be abreast with now. Never miss a thing with MDN TV, the podcast. We love to keep you in the present with diverse goodies from secular and non-secular subjects of global interest. Join us. Grab more from these series. Listen to our podcasts. The undeniable choice. Yeah, the undeniable choice right now is still Alicia. And she's owning this a moment, I'm telling you, look, I'm a big fan of AI technology. So these things you have just mentioned, I am going to look into that. I'm telling you, I'm, I've been taking notes because you're talking about Notion.so. Those who didn't get that, Notion.so, that will be your special database system. Uh, that also hosts um, virtual uh, meetings. I'm sure there'll be a lot of tutorials there. You'll not be alone. Then you have designer.io that will help you transcribe your audios, videos, whatever it is. And then you also have uh, Loom, Loom, Loom that will help you record short videos, whatever it is. Look, I've just given you these to go and check. Now, that is for all our listeners, our viewers. Doesn't matter wherever you are in the world, these things are accessible. We have gone digital. The world has gone digital. Now, back to you, Alicia. You say... There is a battle between sales marketing and operations. And that battle is uh, between the seen and the unseen. You call that battle the, the battle between the seen and unseen. Why? How? Alicia? <laughs> I say that because marketing... And, and I don't want to, to come across as though I'm 
making any disparaging remarks because I, I love marketing. I, I absolutely do. Marketing, when, when we think about the things that we do to publicize and promote our businesses, those are the things that we do that are seen. This is what people actually see. People see your website. People see your flyers. They see your adverts. They, these are things that they actually see. And it's what they see, or even times what they hear, that attracts them to you, right? Yes. Operations, operations is what your customer experiences. It's the unseen. It's the experience that I have. So you've done a great job of attracting me to your cafe. Yes. I love the way the building looks. When I walk inside, there's I like the music that's playing. I like the smell of the coffee. I like I like the ambiance. It looks good. It looks amazing. But what about my experience there? Mm. Is my experience going to be just as good as the way this place actually looks? That's what I'm talking about. Operations is all of the things that are going on in the back, in the kitchen, that we as customers don't see, but we experience. Did you get my order right? Hmm. I asked for a latte, latte, coffee, coca, mocha, shots of vanilla. Did you get that right? And if not, as, we, as we've been saying, angry customers are upset customers. You know what? I have a very... I have a very good example to share with you. Mm. I went to a Starbucks. This was my neighborhood Starbucks. This was about two weeks ago. And I was shocked. I went inside and it was so filthy. Wow. Wow. Someone, Someone had spilled a drink and no one cleaned it up. Mm. And it was just a mess, and I was shocked because I go to this place often, and I've never had a bad experience. But just me seeing that and seeing the fact that no one bothered to clean it up, hmm. I had a, it, it was unpleasant for me as a customer. So although I'm attracted to going there, it looks great. I like the music that they play when I go there. And then they usually get my order right. Wow. But imagine, Major, imagine Major Daughter, if <laughs> I went there, okay, that was one, we know, people have, we all have bad days, okay? Yeah. So let's just say that was an isolated incident. But what hmm. if it continues to become an, an issue? Yes. I start noticing, you know what? Okay, I thought maybe that was just an isolated case, but now I'm noticing that every time I come here, something is dirty or my order is wrong. What is going on? Hmm. What are you guys, what are you doing back there? Because as a customer, I can't, I don't know that there's turmoil going on behind the scenes. I don't know that the manager is having trouble finding yes. enough people to work. I don't know that the, the, the inventory, uh, you know, we've, all, we've been hearing about these supply chain disruptions. I don't know that th- their shipment of, 
I don't know, of coffee beans didn't arrive on time. You know, these are things that as a customer I don't know, but yet I experience it. So that's what I mean about the battle between the seen and the unseen. Wow. What we're talking about is you want to, if you are doing such a good job of projecting this facade, this image of luxury or we look good and and everything is clean and everything is 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 always you know up to par we hold our ourselves to a high standard then you know what you better make sure that your customers have an experience that matches the way your business looks hmm. what That's a task what, what a task i'm telling you Look, the world has changed, Alicia. Things have changed. Um, people also change, you know, whether we like change or not. But change is inevitable. And right now we find ourselves in a different um, uh, uh, environment in terms of business, in terms of workspaces, workplaces, organizations, you know, have people working from home and all that. Now, what of what home office setup tips do you have for people working remotely, working from home? You know, they, they are now, um, well, they've been there before, but now they've increased. I mean, these are home careers, so to speak. Alicia? Yes, and it it can be very challenging depending on how much space you might actually have. Mm. But this is what I want to encourage everyone who's listening. I want to encourage you to do this. One of the key tenets of business infrastructure is coming up, is figuring out the departments of your company. What I mean by that is, There's certain things that regardless of the type of business you have, we all have to do these things. We all have technology, as you were just talking about, Major Daughter. We all had to rise rise to the occasion when it comes to digitizing the way we do things. Mm. So there's, there's, there's technology involved, digital technologies involved in your business more than likely. There's the sales and marketing aspects. That's another potential department of your company. We're all in business to make money. We're not in business just, (laughs) we want to make money. So there's also accounting and that finance element of business. So that's another potential department. We have a team. Hmm. Even if you consider yourself to be a solopreneur, I want you to rethink that word. Because more than likely, there are other people that you ask for assistance from. Even if it's just going to Fiverr. And you're asking someone to a, a graphic designer to quickly design something for you, or if there's someone who develops your website for you, or it could be the accountant that you work with, a lawyer that you work with that helps you with your business. Even though those aren't people who necessarily do things for you every single day, they're still very much a part of your team. Yes. So start thinking about your business in that way. Another major department is legal or compliance. Mm. There are certain things that you have to do to make sure that you are operating legally. What are those things and how are those things managed and addressed? And this is what I want you to do next. So once you understand what the departments of your business are in your home office, 
start to set up your home office into what I call work zones. Those work okay. zones would, would be similar to the departments of your company. So right now, I'm in my home office. I have a regular office, but I'm in my home office. Major daughter, there's one corner of the room where I keep <laughs> all of my sales and marketing stuff. All of my files, everything that has to do with sales and marketing is literally in one corner of the room. In another corner of the room are all of my operational things. That's another department in, in my company is operations. Wow. So everything that has to do with all of the clients that we're working with, all of the files, whatever information that we need, it's all in that one particular corner. And some of it is a file cabinet. Uh, in another corner, I have a, a bookcase with, with shelves that I can keep things on. In another corner, that's where I have my, I call it my daily tickler. This is a really cool tool, and I'm happy to share a link uh, to a video with you that I created on how to create a tickler system. But imagine you have a box. Mm. This is what mine looks like. It's a box. It's literally tucked in one corner of my room. It's a box, and it has these hanging file folders. And every file folder, there's 31 of them, because at the most, we have 31 days in a month. Yes. It's labeled 1 to 31. So today is the 24th of August, as of this recording. Yes. And Prepper, I knew that I would be interviewed by you today. So everything that I wanted to have to prep for this meeting, I made sure I put that information in the file folder that was marked as the 24th. I don't have to change out the month every day because I just, the months, the months are irrelevant. I just make sure that I have the file folders labeled 1 to 31. Mm. So that way, every, every morning before I leave, before I leave home, I look into that particular day of the week or the month and I pull out all of the information that I need. There's no need to guess. This helps me. I, I don't trust my memory. <laughs> I know if I don't write something down or if I don't have that tickler system, I will forget. It's inevitable. So now I just know by habit to automatically go there every morning, look for the information that I need all of my meetings for that particular day and I bring that with me. Mm. And so every Sunday, every Sundays are my planning days. Every Sunday, I look at my calendar, I go to my digital calendar, I look at all of the meetings that I, I'm going to have that week, all of the podcast interviews, everything that I'm doing that week. And that's when I start putting things in the correct file folder in my tickler system. Wow. So I'm hoping that makes sense. If, uh, I hope I'm hope i doing a good job of describing it. But it's just literally a box. And I have these different hanging file folders in it. And it's labeled 1 to 31. So that's another way to keep yourself organized and to, to increase your productivity while you're working at home. The other thing, and I think it's worth mentioning this, we have to be very careful about the way we set up our Laptops, if you're using a keyboard, a separate keyboard, if you're using a mouse and the chair that you're sitting in, ergonomically, all of those things need to be at the proper height hmm. to not cause yourself 
stress or strain on any of your muscles. I can tell you from experience, that was a real issue for me during COVID. I was stressed out because of being on lockdown, the fact that I couldn't get out the way that I normally would. I found it to be a very stressful situation. And what I started noticing, Major Daughter, was that I I had a tendency to hunch my shoulders as I was typing on my keyboard. Yeah. And over time, it caused me significant pain. And I had to start going Hmm. to uh, a massage therapist. And they told me, stop. You know, you have to make sure that your computer is set at the right height on top of your desk or the table, wherever you're sitting at. And, and, and your chair has to be at the right height. So make sure you have make sure you have an adjustable chair where you can adjust the height. Yes. Because someone who's, you know, some people are really tall, some people are really short. And you, you have to make sure that you have a chair. If you can make the investment in a chair where you can adjust the height of the chair, you know, again, whether you're sitting at a desk or a table, wherever you, you are working, you just want to make sure that you have that. One final thing I also want to mention in terms of setting up your home office for success, if you can, try to get one of those desks where you can also adjust the height of the desk itself. That way it will allow you to stand up while you're working. This reduces, again, the amount of stress and strain that we can put on our muscles if we're sitting for extended periods of time in front of our computers. It's mm. not healthy. So the more you can stand, and you can still work, but instead of sitting, you would also be able to stand. And there are some products out there on the market where you can either buy the desk itself that can, where you can adjust the height, or you can buy something that you actually sit on top of your desk and put your laptop, for example, on top of that, and you can adjust the height of that device. Um, so those are just some tips that, that I think would, would go a long way. Because if you aren't feeling good, you can't work, right? If, if, you're, if you're in pain, you, you just won't be productive. So yes. always take into account the ergonomics, the ergonomic setup of your equipment and other devices that you're using to do your work. Definitely, definitely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here is to setting up your home office for success. You've got to get this right. Look, we got it. We got it. I want you to know that Alicia, we are capturing everything. What what I'm taking away from this is that uh, 31 file folders for each day in the month and taking some time out on a Sunday, every Sunday, going to the digital camera, uh, digital calendar. Look, work so much with cameras, so everything is a camera now. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Look, going to the digital calendar every Sunday to prepare the, the, the file folders. Uh, that is just something else. I... I don't know. I'm I'm blown away. I'm blown away. And I believe all the listeners are too, because this is life changing. We are being educated. Now we are at the tail end. We don't want to see you go, but uh, not all things come to an end. Some are continuous. We believe we could have you 
sometime later this year before we round up uh, 2022. So if I could just put one more question to you, Alicia. Okay. <laughs> if you, <laughs> yeah, I, I will not let you go without this. You know, you don't know. We are being educated, and that is why we we pride ourselves with one thing on this show is that, uh, which is um, education. I, I want to tell somebody listening now, or who may be listening much later, or even two months later, ignore this episode at your own risk. We started from Notion.so, which is a special database system. We went to Slack, which helps you replace uh, literally your email system to get out of all the spams and all that. And then we went to designer.io. I'm going through this so that everybody listening or just joining may capture this. But look, if you didn't capture anything, the rebroadcast will also be available. So that will help. Then you have designer.io, which helps you with transcribing your audios, your videos, whatever it is. And then you also have Loom, as in L double O M to record videos, man, this you can't, and you're getting all these things for free, for free. This is life changing. There should be no reason anyone, uh, to be overtaken by growth or anything in their companies after this is game changing. Now here's to my last, uh, well, almost last or second last, Alicia, before we let you go. Um, my question is, um, do you feel you took a, the long road or the short road to get here and why? The reason I'm asking that is you, you have this all, I mean, you talk about work zones at home, work zones in a home office. Come on. Come on. <laughs> this is, that is a very insightful question. And, I'll, and I'm glad you asked that, Major Daughter, because yes. it is not overnight. And whenever I'm working with new clients for the first time, we live in a world of instant gratification. So, of course, people want things done right away. They want to see the change instantly. And I always tell them, you didn't build your business overnight, so why do you think you're going to fix it overnight? Everything I just described regarding those different tools that you asked me about, those digital tools, let me tell you, hmm. that was three years of pain. Wow. Pain. Pain, my friend, because... When you think about it, you're testing these different technologies. You're trying to figure out what's, first of all, there's a learning curve associated with all of them. Then you might find that you, you start using one, but it doesn't integrate with something, with other things that you're using. And then you might end up putting the same information in multiple places, and it just becomes a disaster. I'll, I'll give you an example. Hmm. The reason we ultimately went to Notion was because we used to use Dropbox. And when the pandemic happened and we realized 
oh my goodness, we have to do, we have to put everything on Dropbox now. Before we yeah. did a few things, yeah. but when COVID happened, we had to put everything in Dropbox because nobody could leave out. Hmm. There was no getting together in person. And so we upgraded to Dropbox, The I think it was the Dropbox for Business. It, that was the, the account. So it went from a regular, you know, regular small business account to Dropbox for Business. And it was a total disaster. Mm. Total disaster for a number of reasons. And it was painful because yeah. it took us 90 days. That was 90 days that we can't get back, Major Daughter, to, to figure out why that wouldn't work for us. So I, 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 I want to impress upon people what you've already done, which is please check out these tools because what I'm telling you is not only tools that are, for the most part, free, but they also integrate with each other. That is the important piece of this. You don't want to put yourself in a situation where you have all of these different technologies. And, yes, it can maybe help to automate some of the things that you're doing. And it helps you to to have less paper around. But if they don't talk to each other, you've just created another nightmare for yourself. Let yeah. me tell you. So please, all of these tools that we've we've been talking about, they all integrate with each other. You can bring all of those tools into Notion. You can bring a Loom video in. You can bring a YouTube video. You can integrate Slack with Notion. You can integrate Google Drive with Notion. Yeah. You can do that type of integration. So, so yes, it was not easy. It took us a good three years. And this is me knowing this is what I talk about, right? Operations and yes. infrastructure <laughs> and processes. And it took us three years to figure it out. But now your listeners have the benefit of bypassing all of that pain. And going right into it. So rather than three years, maybe you can get all this set up, let's say in about three months, 90 days. Yeah. I guess that is why I will say pain pays, but not everybody needs to need, not everybody needs to go through the, the, the same kind of pain when there are people who have gone through it. You have already gone through it, and here you are outlining step by step how we can avoid the same pain. Now, all we are left with is implementation, because if anyone will leave this podcast today without implementing anything, it's not going to change. Some pains are avoidable, whether you agree or not, but I'm not sure about Alicia. How do we find out more about you? How um, Our listeners, how do they find out uh, more about you? How can they find out more about you? Where do we go from here, Alicia? Oh, well, there's so many places to go, but I, I guess the best <laughs> place would be, the best place would be my company's website, and that is EQB, like boy, systems, with an S at the end, dot com. 
and we have all kinds of resources. I also have a podcast, and Major Daughter, I would love it if you would come on to my podcast. Sure. <laughs> we have a podcast, and this is what we talk about. We talk about the business infrastructure. We have guests from around the world who come on, and they share not only how they've overcome some of these challenges from an operations perspective, but specifically the tools and other resources that they've used. We also have a new online course that we just launched a couple of weeks ago. So you'll see that. You'll also see some blog articles. You'll see videos. There's a whole suite of information and resources, most of which is free that you can access. But if you want to take the course that is a paid course, it's called The Smooth Operator. Hmm. The Smooth Operator <laughs> course on Business Infrastructure. And, uh, and I would love if you would connect with me directly on LinkedIn. I'm Alicia Butler-Pierre, and I, it would be my honor and pleasure to connect with anyone who reaches out to me as a result of this podcast. Well, to all the founders, all the business owners, you have just heard. Let's go connect first on LinkedIn, then go to the website. I tell you, you sure feel like the superhero that I feel like right now. Thanks a gazillion times, Alicia, for your time, wisdom, everything. We are indebted to you. Your parting shots, please. Alicia? Leave it better than you found it. Ah. (laughs) You keep dropping balls, living it better than you found it. I say that because I am a recovering perfectionist. Wow. And I used to get really bent out of shape when I may have suggested something to a client and they don't do it. Or if I, 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 I would just beat up on myself. And I had to start accepting you know, Alicia, did you did you at least leave this situation better than you found it? And mm. if the answer to that is yes, then I've done my I've done my job. So leave it better than you found it. Mm. Now to all our viewers and listeners around the world, leave it better than you found it. It's a wrap. MDN TV, the podcast. Be abreast with now. Never miss a thing with MDN TV, the podcast. We love to keep you in the present with diverse goodies from secular and non-secular subjects of global interest. Join us. Grab more from these series. Listen to our podcasts. The undeniable choice.